This is the Glow Up, where you get to become hotter, smarter, and more filled with self-love than ever before with your host, Amanda Mack. Hello, beautiful loves. Hello. Welcome back to the glow up. I am so happy you're here. I am so happy I'm here. It's been a while. We've had a bit of a hiatus. Um, there has been so much going on over here. So being pregnant and running <laughs> two businesses, um, and just, yeah, life has been a lot recently. So um, while on one hand, I'm feeling totally okay and at peace with there not having been a podcast for a little while, um, because obviously we've all got to preserve our own energy and put time and effort into the things that feel aligned and the things that um, feel right. Otherwise, it's just not going to come out the right way. You guys wouldn't have gotten very good content from me in the last couple of months, I don't think. I don't think you would have learnt much and I think you would have picked up on how exhausted and overrun I was feeling. Um, but so last night I was having a bit of a moment um, <laughs> lying in bed just having a think and I couldn't sleep because I, I couldn't get this off my mind. Um, I was thinking about some serious pitfalls that a lot of women face when they start in a new business and they start on an entrepreneurship journey. And I really wanted to bring them to light and have a bit of a chat about them so that whether you're in the thick of it right now, whether you're a couple of years in, whether you're starting a second business or whether you're brand new and just thinking about a business, you kind of know what to look out for and um, what maybe a couple of like red flags are for you um, and how to navigate around them. Because ultimately, um, I, I think it's amazing for any woman to start a business, especially if she's a mum or if she's wanting to create freedom in her life in some sort of way. Um, I think that's incredible and amazing. And I think that we need to support women more on this journey um, and support women more, not just with the technical side, but with the feminine side, with the energetic side, with the, um, the real stuff that happens and give them the support and the tools to be able to navigate their way through that. So that is what today is going to be all about. I want to preface this and say, I am by no means an expert. I am not a guru. I am not um, a business coach. Um, <clears throat> I have done business coaching in the past, many, many years ago, um, and ultimately decided that that wasn't the path that I want to take. I'm, I'm more of a doer than a coacher. Um, so took a bit of a different pathway. I still work with my clients on the direction that they should be heading in their businesses and what they should be doing with it and give them small little bits of advice. But I don't want you to come away from this thinking that I believe that what I know is 100% true and correct um, and belittling or discounting what anyone else is saying. There's so many different thoughts and beliefs and structures out there. <clears throat> so listen to this take what you want from it. If something doesn't align with you, leave it and move on to the next thing that I say. Okay. 
So with that being said, we're going to get right into it. All right. So last night when I was lying in bed, I was having a bit of a think about um, what the different pitfalls are that come up for women. So this came up because there's a there's a couple of business groups that I'm a member of on Facebook. Um, and one of them, it's for, for mostly coaches in there. Um, and I see a lot of women posting in there saying things like they've been in business for two years or three years already, and they've never had a single client in two years or three years never a single client. They've never made money from their business. So they've got this business set up, it's there, and it's not bringing in any cash. And that that really got me thinking um, and thinking about why these women are still doing what they've been doing for the last two years. And it's not working, but they're still doing it and still continuing on that path. And I think that's something important to talk about because there's resilience and there's sticking it out and then there's absolute craziness. So the pitfalls that I want to talk about today are sticking with something that isn't making you money for too long, doing something that you hate and persisting with it, just replacing your job with another job but one that you own, listening to the voice of fear telling you that you can't do it or judging yourself or not just getting in there and giving it a go. So I think these are the main serious pitfalls that a lot of women encounter when they first get into business, when they first start up a little side hustle or they go all in and leave their corporate job and jump into doing something that's just theirs, okay? I think a lot of us that have been in business for a while or have owned a number of businesses over a number of years can definitely um, resonate with at least one or two, if not all of these as things that we've encountered and things that we've been through. So I wanted to talk you through them and talk you through how to navigate them. So the first one, sticking with something that isn't making you money for far too long. So like I said before, there's a number of women that I've seen. And when I say a number, I would say that there's probably like two or three posts a day in this massive, massive group that I'm thinking of that um, is women saying that their business hasn't been making the money and um, they haven't had clients in years or they've never had a client and they're just still going at it. And they're so determined to make it work that they're just like still running at that brick wall and not bringing themselves in any cash. Um, so when I look at this, there's two things to note here. So one of them is that, yes, sometimes we need to stick something out for a while to build credibility, to build um, trust and to to be able to like build us up a client base to be able to sell to um, and to, to be able to serve and to be able to help. So it does sometimes take a bit of time to build that up. But if you've been doing that for two years, then that is way too long and you need to take a step back and go, okay, why is this not working for me? And what can I do differently? What can I change now? Because doing the same thing that you've been doing all along obviously isn't working for you. I am a big, big believer in um, pineapple season, which is what the beautiful Melanie Ann Leia calls it. So pineapples um, are, this is her analogy, pineapples are a fruit that when you plant it, it will take 
18 months, I'm pretty sure, to be able to like sprout and bear a fruit. So it will take 18 months until you get that pineapple fruit and you're able to harvest it. So what the the metaphor of pineapple season is showing is that like you can plant those seeds, you can sow those seeds, and sometimes it does take a while to show up before you can harvest it. So sometimes it's worth putting in that effort and putting in that time and putting in that patience to be able to sow those seeds. But what I see the pitfall here is, is that a lot of these women have no evidence that it is actually working and they don't have income coming in from other sources. So they're running themselves into the ground doing something that isn't working for them. And perhaps maybe a change of outlook or a change of perspective to look at things in a way of, okay, this isn't working for me. What can I do differently? How can I pivot slightly to go all in? How can I pivot slightly to change my offering to something that maybe some uh, maybe will fit my demographic more? Maybe my demographic isn't the right demographic for me and maybe I can't build up trust in that marketplace. So rather than completely canning your idea and walking away from it, I'm definitely not telling you to do that. But thinking creatively about how you can pivot and move to something that will work because I it breaks my heart seeing these women going that long without making money in their business. When money is there and people are ready to buy and people want to buy from you, but if you don't have a clear offer, if you don't have a clear um, demographic, if you don't have a clear brand voice, if you don't show up in a way that people can trust you and take you seriously and want to buy from you and actually have something that they need and solve a problem, then they're not going to want to buy from you. You need to have those key ingredients in place. So if you look at your business overall and say you've got like a Facebook page or a website up for your coaching services or whatever it may be, and you've never had anyone come along to it, maybe have a look at how you're framing your offer. Make it, it could be that it's too much about you and you've got to make it more about the client and how you can serve them. Maybe it's that um, you don't have a clear offer of packages or anything like that at all. And people don't actually understand how they can buy from you. And maybe you don't understand that. So working through those details and fleshing them out is super, super important. All right, number two, doing something that you hate and persisting with it. So often this is actually the reason why number one happens. Often women get into something thinking that it's the right thing to do, that it's the thing that they want and they'll persist with it and persist with it. They'll realize that they actually hate it. They build up a lot of energetic resistance against it. Then they start really not liking the business and they don't see the opportunities that are coming their way. They don't see the potential clients that are coming their way because when they think about working in or on that business, they get a sick feeling in their stomach because it's just not what they want to be doing. So if you are doing something that you hate or if something used to work for you well and it's now out of alignment, you need to give yourself absolute unconditional permission to walk away from that thing and choose something different, right? It's in the words of Amanda Francis, it's this or something better, this or something better. So if something is not working for you, then walk away. 
you have absolute permission to do that. No one is going to think you're flaky. No one is going to think you're less than. No one is going to judge you for that. Do it with confidence and do it with certainty. You can go back to it later on if you want to, right? So I have chosen this personally in my fitness business. I no longer take on one-on-one clients. I made that decision that one-on-one coaching was not for me. I made that decision because it was too much a drain on me emotionally at this point in time. It wasn't beneficial for my clients in the same way that like they weren't getting any more out of working one-on-one with me than they would have gotten through buying my online programs, which are evergreen, and they can do that at any point in time. They've still got access to the Glow Up Gang group. I've got all of that there. I just don't offer one-on-one coaching anymore. My energy and my effort and my time is now put mostly into the Lemonade Lab and building up that digital agency, which is thriving and it's doing so well. And that's absolutely fine that I made that decision because I was starting to hate coaching. I was starting to resent it. And that's not the service that I want to be giving to my customers. It's not the service that I want to be giving to my community. I still love fitness. I still love programming. And that business is still open and it's still turning over revenue. So it's fine that I've walked away from it and just let it run in the background. And right now my attention is going to something else. You need to give yourself absolute permission for that. I may decide after this baby is born that I want to pick back up a couple of one-on-one clients and get that passion back again. But after 11 years in that industry, I was tired. I was done. I did not want to do one-on-one fitness work anymore. And that is completely okay. Don't run yourself into the ground doing something that doesn't feel good anymore. If it doesn't feel amazing and it doesn't light you up and it doesn't fill your heart and your soul with joy, don't do it. Don't do it. Find something that does because when you're lit up and you have that passion and you're tapped in, you're tuned in, you're turned on, that is the point that you are going to see amazing success in your business. Your energy is behind it. Other people will feel that. Other people will be attracted to that and they will buy from you. Okay, your passion is going to shine through. Number three. (laughs) This one. Wowie, the number of women who I see do this to themselves. So this is where you just replace your job with another job that you own and call it a business. So basically, you're trapping yourself in another employment situation where you're run into the ground and you don't have an exit or a succession plan to get out of it. So I see this a lot when women come from, um, say, a corporate role or a job that they really haven't liked and um, they move that business outside of what they were doing before so similar industry and they go out on their own to do it on their own a lot of the time they will charge too little um they'll charge whatever they were getting paid as an hourly rate as an employee and you've got to realize that you're also needing to pay your taxes out of that you're also needing to pay your own super out of that you're also needing to um pay all of the company expenses out of that so you're you're trapping yourself in quite like backed into a corner there um But as well as that, taking on um, then far too much work for one person to handle all on their own, as well as all the administrative duties of the business and not knowing how they're going to be able to grow from there and get out of there. 
So a few things that you, if you found yourself in this position, you can do to get yourself out of there. One, you need to raise your rates. You need to raise your rates massively because you are the one that is covering all of the costs in that business. There is not a company employing you now. It is you. All right. So you need to raise your rates and make sure that all of the expenses are covered. All of the taxes are covered. You are getting an owner's cut that you are getting paid from and the company is also making a profit. Once you've got all of those covered, then you can start looking at how you can have a succession plan and an exit plan. So what that means is looking at how your business is going to grow from just you. How can you structure your business in a way that you can start bringing other people on once you are full to be able to expand out, take on more clients and start to drop away your personal responsibility. So ultimately, you want to have an exit plan that means you're able to step out of your business and step away from your business. Building that up will mean that you're not just replacing your job with another job. You're actually running a business. You're actually turning it into a company. You're actually creating something that you can then grow out of and be, if you think of the company like a fishbowl, you can then be on the outside of the fishbowl looking in and seeing the company operating well. That's where you want to get to. That's the end goal and that's where the freedom begins. So yes, initially, there is a lot of hustle. There is a lot of hard work. There is a lot of effort that needs to be put in in the early days to build the foundations because you will be serving the clients at the same time as uh, you... Yeah, you'll be serving the clients at the same time as you build up the business But creating that succession plan, creating that growth plan means that it's not going to be the case forever. It's not going to be hustle forever. And you can walk through those weeds and build yourself a bridge to be able to get out of there. Fourth, listening to the voice of fear telling you that you can't do something or judging yourself for it. I cannot tell you the number of women I see all the time who shy away from an opportunity, who don't take on a client that's ready to pay them, who uh, run from the chance to be able to build their own dream because of the voice of fear, because they don't feel good enough. You're never ready until you're doing it and then you're doing it and it's done. You're never ever ready until you're in there and you're doing it. So if you're someone who wants to start her own business or you're starting in a new business and you're wanting to grow or expand and you might get these little nudges to reach out to someone to collaborate or you might get a nudge to uh, reach out to a new client or someone might come to you and ask for your services and you find yourself feeling scared and feeling not good enough and feeling like you're not capable of doing it that is absolute bs And you need to throw those feelings in the bin right now and put your big girl pants on and work through them. Those feelings of fear are just holding you back. They're just keeping you safe. Those feelings of inadequacy aren't true. They're just a past situation reflecting on your present circumstances now. If that client had not thought you were capable of helping them, they would not have come to you in the first place. Obviously, you need to serve people ethically. And if you truly are not capable or do not have the resources to take that client on, don't do it. Don't make promises that you can't keep. But if it's just a fear-based thing and you've just got a little niggle that maybe you're not good enough or maybe you can't do it, tell that voice to shush 
take that leap of faith, meditate on it, clear out those emotions, do your journaling, whatever you've got to do, and get in there and take that opportunity or someone else is going to take it for you. You need to stop holding yourself back. You need to stop restricting yourself. You are your own worst enemy. I know that 100% for myself, the amount of opportunities I've missed in the past because I was scared and I didn't jump is insane. And then I see so many times people in subsequent years and subsequent months creating things that I had already started creating and didn't put out into the world. And they got there first and they absolutely killed it and they're doing so well with it now. And I miss that opportunity. So don't listen to that voice of fear telling you that you can't or that voice of judgment. And if that voice is coming from another person, maybe from a partner, from family members, from so-called friends, then you need to clear out your circle. Supportive voices only. If someone isn't there supporting you and cheering you on, they don't deserve your energy, your time or your space. Move on. All right. And the last one is just not getting in there and giving it a go. Just getting in there and taking that leap and trying it. This I see massively in women who are wanting to start something new. A lot of women are really scared of leaving security and that's completely understandable. You need security, you need safety. But there's no reason why you can't start a side hustle, give it a go, and if it doesn't work for you, you can give it up and you can move on to something else. That's completely possible and that's completely okay. You need to choose what it means to you. Is it more important for you to stay in that security in a job that you're unhappy in forever or to take a little leap of faith to test the water, to dip your toes in and start a side hustle on the side? See how it goes. See if it works for you. Try it out a little bit. If it doesn't, you've still got your security, but at least you tried. And then when things start to grow and your side hustle is starting to take on more time and more energy and bring in more money than your work does, then you can start to change the ratio. You can cut away shifts at work. You can maybe take the leap and go all in. You can do what you need to do to get yourself there. But the biggest mistake I see is women who are so talented and so incredible at what they do, just throw it all away because they're too scared or it's too hard. And they will jump from job to job to job, feeling miserable and just not taking that leap of faith. They know that they want to work for themselves. They've got a great idea. They're beating a dead horse doing something that they're not enjoying right now. And they're just not taking that leap of faith and and doing it for themselves. So, That's my two cents for today. That's my thoughts around the pitfalls when it comes to starting or running a business that a lot of women do face, that a lot of women have experienced. And I really wanted to make this podcast today to discuss them a little bit and to flesh out that you're not alone, that you're not, it's not just you that's going through this. They're really common experiences. But sometimes we don't talk about the darkness. Sometimes we don't talk about the fear, about the shadows. We just want to talk about the highlights. We just want to talk about the good things. So if this could bring to you an opportunity to talk about those things, to create a bit of space and hold a bit of space there for you to work through it and maybe take a chance on yourself, then it's totally worth it. 
So that's all from me for today, beautiful. I want you to show yourself some love, show yourself some self-care, get out in the sun, have a cup of tea, do whatever it is that makes you feel good. And I'm going to talk to you soon. 